friends, and welcome back to a very exciting episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast, the classiest podcast in all of pro wrestling. That's right, and we are just a, what, six days away from WWE's Elimination Chamber. Yes, Perth, Australia. Perth, Australia. <laughs> they, uh are going a hell of a long way. I don't know how they're going to pull this off come Friday night. They're going to do they're going to do SmackDown, and then all of a sudden they're going to get on a plane, they're going to get all the way down to Australia and have to wrestle. And if you don't understand the re- what I'm getting at, then you don't understand professional wrestling. They just <laughs> recorded SmackDown two episodes this past week because they are going to be in Perth, Australia. It's an 18-hour flight. Something like that. It's Absolutely ridiculous. Insane. So they would literally have to wrestle SmackDown, get on a plane, fly yes. to fucking Australia, yes. and then wrestle Elimination Chamber, which is one of the most brutal style of matches in WWE Oh, I absolutely today. love the Elimination Chamber. I'm looking forward to it, but I gotta be honest, and I'd love to know if anybody else is going to be up at 5 a.m. Eastern, that's where we're at, Eastern time, to actually watch this thing, or if you're planning on, like, us just waking up and not turning my on My alarm phone. will probably go off, because I always forget to turn off my alarms for work throughout the weekend. So, my lazy ass might, like, have an eyeball open trying to throw a shoe at my phone to get it to <laughs> shut off. Besides that, I'm waiting until I get up in the morning. That's too early. Like, at least need some breakfast and a cup of coffee before we start. I, I Before we really get into it, I really I think then that brings up a question. Is there really anything worth getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning to watch this? Like, I know it's Elimination Chamber, and I just said it is probably one of the most brutal and honestly one of the more exciting matches that yeah, WWE I love puts on. Chamber. It's a, a very out-of-pocket uh, match for WWE. You know, you got your cage match, so which different. happens every once in a yeah. blue moon. Your Hell in a Cell happened. I think the last one was uh, Finn and uh, Edge when he was still there. Yeah. Um, so they don't really happen that often. So when you get something like this, it's like, okay, this is so going to be something a little yeah. bit special. And every year they always make Chamber special. They do. But with that being said, as of right now, we only have four matches on the card. Is there really anything to get up at 5 a.m. to like, I can't miss? Or is this like, it just feels like with the way they're pa- playing it out with the Bloodline and Cody Rhodes and, everything yeah. and Seth Rollins, it just doesn't feel... I, I don't have that urge of I need to be up and watching it live. No, I don't think there's a need to be up and watch it like, live. I'm excited for the matches. Like I'm, yeah, I, I don't yeah. Wanna, you know, I don't want to like diminish that, but like I feel like a lot of us just looking at this as like it's a pay per view where we're. Just, getting through to WrestleMania. If you wanted people to watch it, you should have done like The Rock versus Cody like we speculated and had like whoever wins actually faces Roman or something like that where people are like, oh my God, I actually have to wake up super early to watch this. But the idea of a pre-show premium live event starting at 4.30 in the morning is absolutely insane. I'm sure they're going to have some type of like live, you know, pre-show talk show. They They said it starts at 4.30. So they, they are having one. Okay. Yeah. I just, I, man. That's, that's insane. <laughs> going to be interesting to see what the numbers are after all this, because you know yeah. how the internet is. They they regurgitate the numbers as soon as they're readily available, whether they're double-checked or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's definitely going to be interesting to see what, like, the live statistics of Perth is going to be. Sure. This is definitely for that area of the world, so yeah, they can I bet definitely they'll build be... up that fan base over Absolutely. there. Absolutely. And, you know, they don't get a lot as is, so to get a... Uh, uh, a pay-per-view, a premium live event like this is definitely going to be That's an awesome huge, thing with Rhea Ripley on, on what's probably going to be no the main Bronson event. No Bronson Reed, though. I, you know, I don't really understand why Bronson Reed, Reed didn't win. And I, I never liked the stereotypical, like, I can see from a mile away who's going to win this one. But I was like, oh, all day. Bronson's got this. Like, I thought the same again, thing. Again, huge in Australia. Like, came from there. Rhea Ripley used to go to indie shows to watch Bronson Reed right. wrestle. Right. Like, you would think that he would have made it. But he ended up losing his eliminator uh, qualifying match. Uh, Dominic ended up losing his match, so he's not even fighting in Australia. He's just what going there for moral support. If for he's mommy, be, I'm sure he will be there. I'm sure he'll be there. Perth wants to boo Dami. 
Oh yeah, it's too 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 uh, easy for a cheap heat See, there when it comes to, to Dom. You know, you need to make mixed tag team matches in WWE a thing, so you can make Dom and Mommy a tag team. So you just call them Dommy. <laughs> Dommy. <laughs> Uh, but that actually works you, in you multiple have, ways. You are going to have <laughs> Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes will be on the Grayson Waller effect, which right. will be on the right. Elimination Chamber. So who knows? You might see some bloodline ethics. But if we're going to bring up the bloodline, let's you do. Bring, we, I, let's do. Very interesting development in the bloodline story. Uh, yes. uh, more stories are coming out other than just Cody's. Uh, but The Rock is officially a member. Of the bloodline. Yes. He, is, he came out in a $5,000 Versace shirt oh, and old rock is back, break baby. Break that down. Yeah, he comes out with the dark glasses, <laughs> the chain, the, like you said, the $5,000 Versace vest. He's got the he's swagger. Back, he's talking. The the cheap, low-hanging insults, the mm-hmm. Utah. He came out. Oh, the, 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 the rating or the statistics the, one with the... The world record. He comes out and tells yeah, Utah like that, that not only have you made a world record for like whatever it was, it gets the crowd all hyped that they broke a world record for not just Salt Lake City, but yeah, for the entire of state of Utah. It's an, yeah, an attendance record. And that whole crowd's going nuts. And it says you are the stupidest crowd that has ever all conglomerated in one spot in one <laughs> building. I love it. It's it's one of those moments that this entire time I've been feeding into exactly what WWE wants me to. I hating I'm hating the rock. I, I'm 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 absolutely just seething every time I see Dwayne Johnson on my TV. But last two podcasts, you can hear that. I've just been not super happy. Why is he taking away a spot from a younger talent? Why uh-huh. this? Why that? And it was this when he turns and just gets the crowd to go from so elated and happy. It's like a roller coaster ride. To the like, most legit. irritated with this man. <laughs> just looking at him going. He did it. He he like he got me. Like yep. you know, he went in the back and said, "Yo, yep. did you hear that pop? That got them so good." Like, and he got me so good because yeah. it's just I forget that they're just actors. Oh, for they're sure, this is their like, job to make so you to good, hate though. them. You know, we're sitting there watching it, and I, I had a moment where I laughed and I looked to you, and I was just like, "Ah, this is where MJF gets it." Right to where you can have people so happy with you, you know cheering laughter applauding for you and then instantly turn to where they're super mad and booing and then two and a half minutes later you can turn it again and they're happy and you turn again and they're mad and they keep going with everything along the ride that's exactly what the rock did here and the first time we watched it we weren't really sure about how it was we actually went back and rewatched it and realized like the pure genius that was involved in that promo and how he just shit all over everybody, the crowd, the people watching, the people that were in attendance, the Cody right. fans, the, Cody the people babies. that wanted Cody to, to win. I don't know. I just, it's so good. Like It's it's classic rock. It is. I mean, if you've forgotten, it, it's hard to remember how good of a heel rock can be, because when he first came into the WWE he was Rocky Maivia. People hated him. Oh, Rocky yeah. Sucks. You know, all this stuff. And then he turned that into and he does and he does this so well. He turns the negative into a positive, spins it, turns it into a heel turn that defined him as a wrestler for the right. next 10, 15, actually the rest of his life, honestly. Yeah, definitely. And it's hard to remember how good of a heel he is because he's been such a face for years, like coming back into the company. Being, you know, whoever he's talking about, like <laughs> he's always on the fan side. Yeah. He's the people's champion. He's, he's the Disney people's superstar. choice. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's a Disney superstar. That's funny. And so it's always easy to forget how well of a heel he can be. And exactly. this is just a perfect example of how he can do it. 
I got the only thing is I just thought the end line was if you smell what the bloodline is cooking. Was <laughs> that the was most bad. <laughs> candy ass line. I it just awful. It was it was like you had this great promo about just how good he is and this that the classic rock heel promo mm-hmm. and started then, to do the you know uh can you smell and then it was like hey this isn't sing a long time with the rock don't be quoting was me like, i was okay, like that's good even, all okay. right that's and then good. with the bloodlines i was like man that was just that was canned. i don't know it fell flat for me that but other than that i it, it was well done it was well done and it was needed because roman doesn't have that voice Roman can sell a little bit to being mean to the crowd, but not really. So when Roman you put somebody like, like Roman, sounds like he like wrote his promo three days ago and he's recited it sixteen times for real. Like he's part that's of four H part of the contest. time, you know? Yeah. Oh God, I think that's a Florida thing. <laughs> oh, Cody, yeah, the guy that ruined my life or something like that, you know, like. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But putting the rock in there kind of gives the voice to the bloodline to for somebody that can obviously speak to the crowd, pander to the crowd, be the the talking point. Right. The reason we're talking about it right now is because he's able to do what he can do. And of course, this is all going to bubble into like the rock and Roman butting heads because Eventually. you can't have two alpha males in you know, one group without them yeah. looking at each other like, well, I'm the leader of this. Well, no, I'm the leader of this. You yeah, know? I think it's got to come down to The Rock saying, you know, you know, I'm the real head of the bloodline here. Which means it's going to end up being Rock and Roman at some point. Yeah. So does that mean... Which kind of throws you off to think that, that Cody's really going to finish his story. But does that you mean know? we might see, if Cody wins at WrestleMania... Yeah. Do you think we might see Rock and Roman night two? I just don't see Roman working that much in a whole weekend. But if you're going, okay, if your last your last day or your <laughs> he job. He works that much a quarter. Last you day know? of your job that you're really like, you know, they've been real oh, good to you. Oh, last day, like he's done, world. like he's going to start he acting or belt, something. Like when he loses the belt, you know he's walking away for a hot minute. Okay. So you, what do you do when you walk away from the business? You put the next guy over. You put the next right? guy over. He's going to put the rock over and of course let he's the, rock the rock win and he's done. Because the rock's going to be part of WWE. He's a board member for fuck's sake. What's that going to do after Cody wins the story, though? Cody's gonna have the belt. He's not gonna give a shit what happens to Roman. No, no, no. I just meant like for like I don't know. What does that do for Roman after he just lost to Cody? Like, why would we want to see him fight another night in a row? Sunset. No, I I just you know for two nights in a row. It's like oh, this guy lost. I I would watch. You would watch two nights in a row. Roman Reigns getting beat. (laughs) Okay, good point. By the Rock. Who finally has had enough of his crybaby wine baby yeah, bullshit? Okay, all right. I would. So, I, I was would hoping watch that it was gonna heartbeat. sign me up. I'll buy it right now. What do you need? Ten ninety nine or ten dollars from fucking Peacock? Let's fucking go. I'd watch that in a heartbeat. Yeah, being able to see him lose twice in a weekend would be a great thing. But I think it'd be him great wrestling then you two hit, nights in a then weekend. You hit all of the internet wrestling communities loves and wants. You give Cody the belt and you end up dethroning Roman. Yeah. And then you give everybody else who wants to see Rock and Roman the next night, the fuming mad as hell, just yeah. lost his title. And that's the main event of WrestleMania? Team. Like hell not, yeah. Not Cody Roman yeah. after all? So after no, all of this. Cody's in the back with his belt just laughing. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. You put the super face over. He starts Monday after or Monday night. Yeah. Raw comes out at fucking eight o'clock. The crowd yeah. is just over the fucking moon, Shinsuke comes out, gets his ass woke for one, one last time, and then we just go back to WWE regular bullshit. Yeah. And then we're miserable for the next two years because we're like, man, the Bloodline storyline was really good. What are we doing now? Yeah, I mean, that. all of that is absolutely a possibility. It's not my hope. Um, I, I think I'm good without Roman fighting two nights in a row. I, I'm, I'm gearing towards similar Bloodline story. I want Cody... And Roman, night two, main eventing, because that is 
the main event. Back off. Back off. We're not going that route. But I want the Usos to face each other as the main event night one. Jimmy versus Jay. Right. That's got to be it. Well, Jay does have that title shot against Gunther come Monday. And I mean. I've got mixed feelings about it. I feel like I'm hopeful. But boy, that would be a hell of a stipulation come WrestleMania if Jimmy challenges him for the Intercontinental title at Mania. Oh, love it. I mean, Love that would be, they've wanted a, they've wanted a match at Mania. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got a win. big match. Somebody's got a great one. You know what I mean? Yeah. What better for a title? You're not going to be able to put the world title on either one of them. Not this early in a single. I don't think run. so. I don't think but so. I think that's why Gunther. Title? I think that's why Gunther's going to lose his title eventually is because he's the next Seth Rollins. You know what I mean? He's the next. Oh, 100. He's already sur- sure. He's already surpassed that Intercontinental title. Yeah. 100. Yeah. I think that's where JJ would really fit well. Do oh, you yeah. think there's a possibility he could win on Monday? Oh, yeah. When this comes out, it could be tonight. You yeah. think Jay, you think Jay could win? I 100% think Jay has a good possibility to win. Main event, He's ooze. a huge fan favorite. Oh, he huge. He pushes numbers, Huge t-shirts. isn't even fair. Not That's... that Gunther doesn't, but Gunther could take that loss. He's already got a, a historical uh, yeah, exactly. title run. Yeah, exactly. That's where I'm at, too. He's already got that you legendary Jay, run. You give Jay the title, mm-hmm. and then the next week, you have Jimmy come out and do some bullshittery. And now they're going to face each other And now they're feuding. And they're feuding. Love it. And he gets he gets some. It's almost, better with a title, you know. Almost ends up getting Jay the loss and another title fight with his intercontinental title, but is barely able to get it out, get it out. And then you set that up for Mania. There's your Mania match between Jimmy and Jay Uso. Love it. They go for for the intercontinental title. It is the biggest match of their singles career or their as their brothers. Oh, for sure, for Added sure. Mania, you've got your Mania moment. You're like I said, unless you build them up for the next year doing this. Then you can put the world title on one of them, but then it's like you got to build up for another year. Right. Do this right now. You get it, and then you put them as a tag team six months down the road. Once the bloodline crumbles, Solo Sokoa ends up fighting Roman Reigns. Yeah. Fucking Jimmy sees the error of his ways, goes yep. back to Jay. We all know it's going to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. I was hoping Solo might win it from Roman eventually. That they would the kinda, title. Yeah, push it like that. But they have not had Solo really be doing anything. What do you think uh, would happen for Solo after all of this bloodline collapsing? Does he go with his brothers? Does he go on a single? I could run? see Solo feuding with Braun Breaker. Oh, that would be fun. I feel like he's just going to stay, like Paul Heyman's going to stay with him, though. Yes. Once Roman goes away and the Usos get out of the bloodline and do their thing, Rock goes home back to uh, Maui number two. Um, I think Solo is going to end up having Paul Heyman, maybe not on a constant basis, but definitely as a wise man yes, at his disposal exactly. because I do believe he is the future of that bloodline story Agreed. which you could definitely bring up Agreed. five, six, seven years down the road of you know I was once part of the most dominant faction in all of professional wrestling I'm reviving sure. it my my brothers are back my little brother is back my nephew is back mm-hmm. or he's in the WWE now whoever else in the bloodline Nia Jax has joined us Whoever else they want to just doodle off to the side, you know and justify. what I mean. <laughs> Drew McIntyre, I think he's going to be adopted here pretty soon. The way they're running him, you know. But yeah, it's you could still do a lot of stuff with this bloodline once it ends up splintering. So speaking of Drew, the future honorary Oos, uh, there's some speculation as to whether or not Drew. I don't know if Jay will ever let him contract. be an honorary Oos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he might have had a new contract. Uh, well, there's been questions about Drew's contract coming up, uh, especially around the time CM Punk ended up coming back at Survivor Series. There was uh, rumors that he was not he was not particularly excited about his creative in WWE in the last portion of his contract, uh, and with his end date coming up very soon, there was a lot of uh, you know speculation that maybe he might be done with the company because he has. Nobody's announced that he's re-signed. Um, however, 
there's been a couple of dates for international uh, shows with WWE that's advertising Drew McIntyre. And, of course, it's never outside of the question. Sure. Card that, subject to change. Right. It never, never, you know, say never when it comes to professional wrestling. Uh, so it could be them just hoping that he'll re-sign. Uh, but there's a lot of rumors. Again, it's all rumors and speculations that... Uh, he might have already signed a new contract, hence the idea of why he is in the Elimination Chamber, going to Perth, okay. uh, why he's advertised for uh, shows. Yeah, that are and he's being well pushed past. a lot. He has pushed a lot, especially with his heel turn. There's mm-hmm. been a lot of like momentum with him. Uh, he's got something going on with Sami Zayn kind of uh, on the yeah. outside of the Elimination Chamber. Uh, same the thing CM he's Punk got. T-shirt. He's got the CM. Like they really pushed hard on that CM Punk stuff mm-hmm. once he got injured. And, it's all good. I really like it, actually. So, I mean, I could see that the there might be the writing on the wall that Drew has re-signed with WWE. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I think that's probably his best decision. I can't I see so him. I think so, too going to an impact or an AEW or a GCW and finding the success that he might find in WWE. Yeah. He fits the motif of a professional wrestler in WWE and he he's known for the past couple of years he's been a great asset to WWE. Mm-hmm. Um I just wanted to like I said you I know you asked about it but yeah I just I wrote that down cuz I just wanted to bring it up it's just interesting cuz he's been a major player recently with the Elimination Chamber so having him not re-sign with WWE feels like a not the greatest option. So again, it just, it's just speculation. Right? Uh, I'm sure we will find out over the next couple of months. I think Sheamus's uh, contract is up within the next few months, if I'm not mistaken as well. Yeah, and they've, I guess, officially dissolved the Brawling Brutes now that uh, Butch is no longer Butch. He is Pete Dunne. That was the right move, though. The, what are they called now? I think it's the New Catch Republic. That's right. Um, so, I mean, and I don't know what's going on with Rich Holland. He hasn't been around for a little bit. No, um, but neither has Sheamus, really. Like, where has he been? Right, he had that match with... At uh, all. I think he had the match with Edge, and that was the last time we ended up seeing him, re- really. Oh, the last match with Edge? That was the last time? Wow. I believe so That's a long time ago. At least it um, I know feels he like was. I, if I remember right, he was hurt and okay. he was recovering. But I don't. Okay. I, I know his contract's coming up as well. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, well, there's no way. There's no way like somebody like Drew or Sheamus could ever leave WWE. But after Claudio left and Brian Danielson left, I feel like oh, I think it's anything's a, possible. I think it's know? a very good possibility that Sheamus will leave. Or at least not I would be actually re-signed. be excited by I th- that. I don't you know, think, I don't think it's a matter of Sheamus leaving. I think it's a matter of Sheamus not being re-signed by TKO Holdings. Okay, you don't think he would leave on his own accord, but would obviously leave if he was told he had to. I mean, it would be depending on what, and it all depends. Like I said, depends on what uh, an individual wants in their career. Sure. Um, but if he just wants the paycheck, mm-hmm. if he just wants a steady job with you know doing wrestling, like WWE is the place to stay. Oh yeah, because it's not like he's going to be pushed. He might get a world title run one more time before the end of his career. Doubtful. He, he really is in the last few years Doubtful. of his really good run of uh, a career. Not yeah, I think ha- in WWE you know, at least in that perspective, because right. they're looking at people that are getting into 20, 25 years of wrestling, and they're right. like, eh, you know, you don't necessarily have that time left in your career, and, and I can kind of see that. You know, when you have a person that's been in the WWE for twenty years that mm-hmm. has been a for- in the forefront, what do you do with an individual? That has sure. done a lot of things in WWE. Sure. They're this a multi-champion. They're a multi-tag champion. Right. They're a multi-whatever. What else? So many you, different what's factions. What's exciting about you know? these? Whereas you've got somebody uh, like Zoe Stark, who's just, you have a wide open field of things you could do with her that Absolutely. she's never done. We've never seen her been in a ladder match. We've never seen her be the world champion. We've never seen her be in a tag team championship. Mm-hmm. We've never seen her be in the elimination chamber match. I know she's got a, a shot coming up this right. week. Right. Uh, you know, so they're looking at 
these wrestlers that they've had for 15, 20 years and going, okay, not only what's left on your yeah. life of being a professional What can we wrestler, do with your storyline? With your what can we do with you? With your character. Right, you know? right. You know, okay, you're you're a three-time world champion. We've seen that three times. Right. What, you know, what are we going to do to make you exciting? And TKO is really starting to look at things and going, okay, we're going to start letting contracts run out mm-hmm. of people that aren't going to do us the company a profit going forward and you're going to bring sure. in these younger talent. There, I mean, this entire... Smackdown that was recorded was practically nothing but younger talent on the up and come up and come Which is up. great. You know, as it should wins. be. We have to be ready for the next generation of wrestlers to kind of take that spot of the guys who've been there for 25 Which years. Which has been a huge criticism totally of WWE in the past 10 years. Right. But it's a good opportunity for somebody like Sheamus that if he didn't want to renew his contract or they didn't want him to renew his contract, he could go to somebody something like AEW where like I said it before, Claudio has gone, who's a huge friend of uh, Seamus, but also be able to do something like Adam Copeland to where you're doing this for fun. Like Brian Danielson, where it's like, you're doing this because you want to, you're picking the matches because you want to, but you're also remembering that you are the older talent. So here is your opportunity to put over action and dready and Dante Martin. And that's what I mean. If that's what he wants, if he wants to leave the WWE, that easy, not easy job. I mean, the the traveling schedule is probably hell. Absolutely insane. But the idea of having just the... I'm just one of the guys in in the locker room that does the job when needed, right, much right. like a Miz is right now. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, nobody can, blame, for. nobody can blame him after 10, 15 years in the WWE of doing that. Yeah. You know, but he's if, great he wants at what more, if he wants to have more exciting matches, he's not done being an artist as a professional wrestler, mm-hmm. then that's a good time for him to back out and go, I'm going to go to AEW. I'm oh, going sure. to go Look to at Dolph Impact Ziggler. TNA, I mean. Exactly. Who's do- NJPW and you know? TNA and as Nick Nemeth. I mean, it's not as, that is him. That's his right. real name. <laughs> but, you know, you're it's able, you still have the time left in your career to be able to redefine yourself in a sense. All right. So you mentioned a little bit before, but this Monday Night Raw, there will be an Elimination Chamber qualifying last chance battle royal. Okay, must get the, Say that three they're times. They're getting these names. Tony Khan must be feeding them. Like, this <laughs> yeah, is how you name things. <laughs> uh, it's going to have some interesting names in this match. We have Meechin, Alba Fire, Zelina Vega, Zoe Stark, and Shayna Baszler, which are probably all the losers of the elimination right. chamber matches, the, the other five, the other five Thank qualifiers. You. Exactly. Um, now, this is an interesting way to choose that fifth one um, because there was all, there was the rumor for a while that Jade Cargill yes. was supposed to fill the sixth spot in the elimination chamber. Hence, why there was only five matches scheduled. And it was like a surprise thing in a right, sense, right? Right, because they, I mean, other than the battle or other than the Royal Rumble. They haven't used Jade Cargill short of just putting her on TV. I got to admit, I think they dropped the ball on this one. I, well, it's either they dropped the ball or they got cold feet on Jade Cargill. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I haven't seen her train recently. We didn't see a whole lot of her in the Royal Rumble, although I think she did a fantastic job performing the way that she did. I think um, she did a good job. Maybe I don't know it's fantastic something... might be stretching it a little bit. Well, I think that she did what she needed to do. She oh, yeah. had her spots where she, she looked like she known. can... She can lift. I mean, she can lift up heavy women. Oh, she yeah, can those do. Ab- those abs are not just there to look good. Same with her biceps. You know, like she is very strong. Right. And she 
brought a good presence, got the crowd excited, right. brought she a good dynamic universe. where you thought, oh, maybe her and Bianca Belair right. she let the WWE teaming up or facing each she, other. Or who she is and right. what she can do. Right. I um, think she did a good job at that, which is what she needed to do. Has she fallen flat with the training? Perhaps, because really she didn't have a lot. And, and we me personally, last, last podcast. Yeah. Me personally, I mean, again, I don't know the situation of this, but if you gave me an opportunity and I'm a wrestler who's trying to define myself here i haven't had a lot of training i am a a sports athlete she's an athlete this is how she was found i'm pretty sure by brandy and cody rhodes um and i'm given the opportunity to train and i know i'm biased because this is my dude with brian danielson (laughs) i'm sticking around i'm sticking around and i'm not saying Shawn michaels isn't fantastic and i'm not saying the trainers that they have at nxt in wwe aren't fantastic right but i feel like she had a really good opportunity with that one-on-one time and the time that she had with brian it really showed how much work she put into it so i hope that the same amount of one-on-one time is given to her but that also she's putting everything in she did before and i hope that's enough i can't speak well because i haven't seen it you know well Maybe her leaving AEW was just a little bit too early for her to go to such a big stage like WWE. Well, perhaps they pulled um, the trigger on her a little bit too soon, too, just seeing what AEW had and was like, uh, you know, her contract's right. up. Let's see if we can get it. Well, and I criticized this our last podcast when Jade Cargill got brought up. She had, what, 50 matches. Let's just use a number. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I think it was 60. Um, a lot of those matches were not you know, long 20-minute one-on-one matches. Very good, few of them actually A good were. amount of them were just squash matches with yep. development talent yep. or Local talent. this person or that person. Yep. So she had a great run, an undefeated run, and everybody, you know, really enjoyed her. But it might be a, a you know, or a, a Gable, Gable Stevenson Gable, uh, kind of idea where you bring him in, like, oh, he's the next biggest thing. He's so talented. He's done this. He's done that. And then you put him in the training center and you start running drills. And, okay, he's a little bit sluggish. Got to work on that. Okay, yep. now we're, let's do t- take bumps. Okay, doesn't really take bumps as fluid as most people. Right, which she doesn't and really take it, a lot of bumps it well. It really could be like WWE stuck back and went, shit, we might have bit off more than we chew could chew on this situation. Sure. That she, there was more building to do with Jade sure. Cargill. Because she's not a veteran that came into AEW and was part of the indie scene for years and learned all this stuff. Like Not it, in the she slightest. was a, if I remember right, she was a super or she was a model of sorts and decided to transfer into professional wrestling. Yeah, like I said, she was she some type of sports something before. I think she weight training, weight, right, right, something so like that. So she has the sports the sports mindset of it, but yeah. was never a you know I didn't grow up uh, you know watching this. I didn't grow up dreaming to be a professional. Somebody wrestler. approached me, not not right. I approached this. I think is the situation if I'm not mistaken. So, so you yeah. know that comes out like a negative thing, really, as a negative thing, really that. You're not this lifelong sports or entertainer, you know. There's like a definitely a benefit fan. to watching the product for years and years and wanting this and really I wanting so. to study it instead of looking at it as I oh, think it's so. an opportunity to to enhance myself as an individual because it's I can do it. I feel like they've got some type of investment into her because they keep showing her. You know, they keep. Well, I mean, yeah, they've definitely put some money in into, or definitely put some some thought and money into her. But mm-hmm. they've shown like Nick Aldis sitting in the bleachers watching. Jade Cargo's right there. Braun Breaker's right there. But Braun Breaker just okay, got I not- his chance to be able to sign to SmackDown now. I noticed one thing. It's you bring that up. He had Jade Cargill and Braun Breaker sitting next to him. Had two black folders in front of him, 
when all three of them went to stand up, Nick only had one of the black folders and the second one was left on the table, but all three of them left. And then you never saw Jade Cargill for the rest of the night. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really weird. Was that one of those WWE like things in the background that you should have paid attention to two, three weeks ago? Or was that just negligence on their part that they just left one there and it looked weird? Don't know. And then why wasn't Jade Cargill part of the show for the rest of the night? Mm-hmm. I just don't understand what they're doing with her. When Ron Breaker again got his moment. And right. They he said got signed that night. He's on SmackDown. So. But going back to the Odd. women's world title number one contender elimination chamber match hullabaloo Royal Rumble extravaganza. Who do you think's taking it? I personally, I don't know, seeing the momentum of everybody, seeing how everything's going, love to see Alba Fire be able to win it. But if I'm of being course. honest, my gut instinct is just saying, I really think this is the time for Zoe Stark. Like you said, it's beyond even just the, the idea that she doesn't have the championship runs and she's like mm-hmm. a clean she's slate. A slate right. But she's, she's come so far since being brought up to NXT and it's like from NXT sorry and it's like no matter what they do she finds a way just to like get into the storyline and she's a great wrestler she's improved tremendously on the microphone her intensity is out of this world it's really really good I love her entrance music and for some reason WWE just hates to promote Zelina Vega and Meechin and I think they're great I really do Zelina Vega is starting to mix it up with uh, Aaliyah I think it's Aaliyah from LWO I guess the, the, the well, woman she's an LWO, but that's right. Le Faction and oh, Gobernales. That's, right. that's right. I'm sorry. LFI. It's a little um, bit confusing, so it doesn't seem like she's going to be going that way. Meechin's got the whole thing. They just keep bothering AJ Styles to try right. to figure out what's wrong with him, but he won't answer. I've got to um, agree with you. I, I've, I've been, when I was looking at these five women, I was stuck between Zoe Stark and Shayna Baszler. And I'm leaning towards Zoe Stark just because I feel like Zoe Stark is... The she the intensity of Zoe Stark is what I was expecting Shayna Baszler to end up being. Definitely, and I just don't feel that Shayna Baszler has like the same. I I don't know. I like Shayna. She's got like that powerhouse kind of feel. Yeah, but not the look. Sure. And Zoe Stark has that quick snap intensity. Yeah, and she has that look like she's like that. Agreed. So I don't I, know. It's just something different. And that's I would the nice thing to... about this young talent, you know? I know. And and like I said before, Elimination Chamber is one of the most brutal matches that they have in mm-hmm. WWE. And I really think Zoe Stark would fit really right? well in here. That half leather jacket that come, she comes exactly. out with. That like overtly powerful move set that she exactly. has. That's Real snappy. gritty, but Yep. It clean. looks like everything hurts. Exactly. And she's intense. Yep. She yells. She's got like a very good look to her. And mm-hmm. I, she's I working see, hard. I would love to see her in chamber. But with that being said, we've got now Zoe Stark in the mix in Elimination Chamber, if that's where we're both agreeing on. Sure. Then who's going to end up winning the Elimination Chamber women's number one contender <sighs> elimination or chamber match, whatever it is. You got Becky Lynch, Naomi, Liv Morgan, Bianca Belair, Tiffany Stratton. And now, well, maybe. But supposedly Zoe Stark. Zoe we'll Stark. find out later in the week. Okay. I would love to see a lot of these people have this opportunity. This is huge because I'm going to go ahead and say right now, right now, we'll do our predictions here in a second, that there's absolutely no way, no way, mm-hmm. unless WWE just really wants to shit on everybody, that Nia Jax is winning that match. Against uh 
Rhea Ripley? Oh my God. No way. No way. Mommy I seriously is doubt it. always on top. She's going to win that. It's going to be a huge celebration in Perth. That's going to be the whole thing. The whole thing about this is that mommy wins. Oh, yeah. I think that's Mommy's the most important part about Elimination I Chamber. I don't mind. And you know what? I don't either. So I think that's the most important part of this is that Rhea Ripley wins. Right. We already know that EO Sky and Bailey are going to be wrestling at WrestleMania. Which, and I do want to talk about that. Yeah. We'll just mention it real quick because there's not much to break down with it. The promo that Damage Control cut on Bailey and Dakota Kai. So sick. Amazing. I absolutely love it. Uh I'm glad that they're sticking with the damage control like moniker. I love like the the way that they cut the promo. It was in all Japanese and all three of the women just they they killed it. Like I just it, it absolutely it, loved it and I'm so excited to see what they're going to do with these three women. It felt like they've known each other forever because they actually have right. known each other for a long time. Right. That's why that works. I feel like this is They've what, all worked with each other. I so. feel like damage control was what it was, but it has now built into what it needed to be. Yeah, this is definitely the best form of it. No offense, not because Bailey isn't there. No, but Bailey has redefined herself they, again, again, Bailey's again. Not there She's anymore. so good. It, because Bailey's yes. not there anymore, it's so yes. good. So going back to my original point, again, no way Rhea Ripley is not winning All that right, so world first title match. We're both in agreement. Rhea Ripley's walking away with that belt. Absolutely. Right. I'll put whatever we got in the bank account. There's absolutely no way Nia Jax is winning unless much, so. The Rock comes in there Hope and helps. You know, The Rock comes in there and helps the Bloodline win one more time. That's so. what Solo's going to do. He's going to come out and help his uh, Bloodline cousin, Nia Jax. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's the only other person that could probably handle mommy <laughs> so assuming again Rhea Ripley wins whoever is winning the number one contender elimination chamber match will face mommy right I can't help but still be stuck on Becky Lynch yep I it's just it's the thing that's been teased but really like come on now it's Wrestlemania what do I want to see at Wrestlemania Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley. Especially after that promo that Becky Lynch cut on Rhea about oh, you're better than me and better. I need to be I need to make sure that you're not. And Rhea just kept saying, I'll see you at WrestleMania. Right. I'll see you at WrestleMania. Like I know the tease is good, but the match is going to be that WrestleMania moment. I mean, the the Charlotte and, and Rhea Such a good the same match. thing still, that you're gonna go back and be like, That's one of it. my favorite match at WrestleMania matches mm-hmm. was Rhea. I think and this is going to be the WrestleMania moment that's going to you know, I really think Cody's going to end up running it all too, but this is going to be another one of those moments that right. is just everybody's going to remember. I got to go with Becky Lynch myself as well. I would, I would be upset in any other way if if Naomi Liv. I know Liv has got some history with Rhea Ripley, but she right. hasn't been around for a good long she while. Hasn't. Thank God. It's good to see her back. Bianca's had a um, lot of time to be on top. No offense to her, I think she's one of the best wrestlers. Of our time. And I as really much as do. I'd love to she's see Zoe Stark, if as long as she's the one that wins, I don't yep. think she's gonna get it. And then Tiffany, Tiffany Stratton. Stratton would be an awesome like. I think it's can great that you... she's even chamber. Yeah. Everybody would be like, Can you believe that actually happened? Because Tiffany can wrestle. Okay, and I brought this up She's good. I brought this up uh, earlier in the week with you. Yeah. I think having Rhea Ripley and Tiffany Stratton would be awesome. You've got dark and broody. Judgment Day mommy, mm-hmm. black makeup, black lipstick, black leather with it's like dead Barbie angels. versus Oppenheimer. And then you've got it hundred percent is you've got the Barbie bubblegum pop princess that can fucking throw down just as hard as Rhea Ripley, and they're at a WrestleMania moment. Like it would be not, crazy. That would be an amazing match. It would be the the fanboy in me between mm-hmm. these two would be outside of the out of this world. Like you said, <laughs> this is a hot take. She is aid. Uh, she is WWE's Mariah May. She really is. 
She hits Tiffany hard. Tiffany Stratton. She's such a pretty looking girl. Mm-hmm. She's got. She doesn't look like. Good she on you, Ludwig Kaiser. Wow. Her, right. Wow. She doesn't look like she could throw as hard <laughs> as she can, and then she gets in the ring. She's I, intense. I just, so we I talk about see, intensity, like Zoe yeah. Stark. Tiffany definitely has that. So I could see Rhea Ripley and, and uh, Tiffany Stratton. And again, we were talking about TKO looking at younger talent. Mm-hmm. This would be an amazing. Oh way yeah, to put a younger invest talent your over. money in Tiffany for sure. But I want I want Becky. But come on, that is a WrestleMania moment. One hundred percent for 100%. sure. percent. All right, there's two more matches on the Elimination Chamber as of card now. as of now, which seems like like you said that's probably going to be it. Well, we also have the Grayson Waller effect, so that'll take up twenty minutes of our lives. Well, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be. It's it's nice to finally see that perspective of it, the Cody perspective of it, the the face side of it, as opposed to you know the the bloodline side right. of it. Um, nice that they'll get their time. But when it comes to the tag team division, there will be a match between the Judgment Day, uh, Damian Priest and Finn Balor. Let me specify in that one. Well, they're the only champions in, Do- in Judgment. They are. They are. Yeah, definitely. Uh, versus Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate, which is New Catch Republic. I got to keep saying that until it sticks right. in my head. It's like New Czech Republic, just catch, not check. Catch. Ah, there you go. That'll help me re- uh, remember that. Uh, predictions here. What do you think is going to happen? I don't know. I'm really, really, really having a hard time with... Do we think that the Judgment Day is going to continue on? And does Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate have enough heat to win the tag team championships? I mean, this does come back down to the same thing you said before. This is a new group of people. Now, I've never heard of Pete Dunne really, before. Not yeah, on Raw or yeah. SmackDown. They've, they've never really pushed these guys. If you don't know who they are, do they have enough momentum to be the tag team champions after Elimination Chamber? I don't think it's a question of whether they have enough momentum. I think they could end up being the tag champions strictly just by how much the fans have reacted to them being together as a tag team. I think they have bigger plans for those tag team titles. I think they're going to they're going to retain those titles for who? No. Who? I wish Biggie was coming back, <laughs> but even though I doubt it, um I think they're going to win elimination chamber. And I think they are going to lose those titles at WrestleMania against the Awesome Truth. Yeah, I mean, they're already having a really fun match on Raw with the Awesome Truth teaming up with DIY, right. going against all of Judgment Day. Right. I'm actually just, really looking forward to that. Our Truth just contributed to Dominic Mysterio losing his Elimination he Chamber. He did. He thought he was helping the Miz. Co- uh, Kevin Owens, yeah. <laughs> Which just works out for Owens' truth. favor. Um, truth has been a thorn in all of Judgment Day's side since he's been there, which I've been absolutely loving. As well as we've been kind of seeing rumors about Damian Priest possibly being out of the Judgment Day. So what better? Sure. What better way to have Damian Priest finally be ejected from Judgment Day than them losing the tag titles mm-hmm. to our truth who was technically kind of brought in by... Damian he was Priest. 100% brought in by Damian Priest. I think that's great. I, I, I'm i going to go with the Judgment Day definitely in the Elimination Chamber win because, of course, WWE is going to be able to get that pivotal shot of Mommy with the belt, with the Judgment Day with the belt. Right. Our truth will probably be hanging out somewhere behind them trying to get in the picture for the promotion uh, that they'll be showing after Elimination Chamber. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going go with the Judgment Day. All right, so that just leaves us the WWE World Heavyweight title number one contendership elimination chamber match. This is probably the wow. only one I have not 
really come to a decision yet on. Okay, are you kind of between a couple people, or what are your uh, thoughts here? Or would you like me to explain what I think? I would love to hear what you think. Okay, finally, this is my opportunity to have the mic and hold yep. my coffee cup high and say, I think that I'm going to be the right person in this this uh, prediction here. No. Uh, I'm going to go with... The goat. Now, first off, um, before goat. I, before I even Will speak, Osprey is not in before here. I even speak. Okay, Kevin Owens and I think Logan Paul are in this match, this elimination chamber match, okay, to further solidify the match that's going to happen between them at WrestleMania, where Kevin Owens wins that title. I agree. That's a whole different thing. 100%. So I don't really even think either of them are there necessarily for the and I the seriously doubt story that's involved in the elimination chamber they have their own thing going and I seriously doubt Kevin Owens is going to win in the elimination chamber and then I, I don't know he doesn't have a choice to what belt he goes after is it you no, have to go after Seth. Seth at this, this point you Seth. have to go after mind. Seth so I'm gonna go with again the goat I'm going with Randy Orton okay I think this is a good time now, we're talking about people who've been wrestling for a long time. Right. Randy Orton's definitely on that list of like 20 years of, of pro wrestling. He's had his time. He's had his tag team title run with Riddle. Like, he's had this time. I think this might be an opportunity for him to have a moment and actually win this match against Seth. Because okay. I think there is a very, very high potential that whoever does win this Elimination Chamber match and goes up against Seth is going to win this title because Seth is damaged. He's admitted it. I mean, Shinsuke had a whole gimmick against him about how he was broken. And it's true. He needs some work done. I mean, look at Kenny Omega. It happens. Like sometimes you just have to step back and be like, I need a year off. You know what I mean? And I think this is Seth's time. Not that he can't handle it, but I think his body is starting to get to a point where his body can't handle it. I agree. Um, I think Randy Orton's going to win the whole thing. And, and it's a good momentum forward because you have to be the guy that like always defends the title. Um, unless Cody wins, then he can kind of be that workhorse of the, right. the, you know, somebody WWE. needs to be the workhorse after they beat Roman. Absolutely. Somebody but, needs to show up every, you know, at least once a month. Yeah, for sure. Cody has that potential. Randy Orton has that potential. Uh, that that's where I'm kind of leaning here. Uh, and I, to be honest with you, I've got no definitive answer as of right now. I, I, I've, I'm going between Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, and Bobby Lashley. Yeah, Drew um, has a lot of steam, a lot of momentum on him. But right he's now. also doing something with Sami Zayn on the outside. Yes. And I don't think that we're done with that yet, and I'm not right. sure. But it's he's due for a title run, like a mm-hmm. decent one. His his only other WWE championship was. You know, not the best. It was in the the Thunderdome times where there's nobody there, which is um, unfortunate. So right? he's always like that's been his story. Is you know, I need to have that world championship run with in front of the crowd, in front of crowd. Yeah. I need to get that win with the the roar of the crowd and all mm-hmm. that. Um, Bobby Lashley, I feel like he's always been like that three quarters of a guy that's that's made it. Like I know he's had the the world title, I think twice. Um, but it wasn't like the most impressive title run, and I know he's been mixing it up with the Street Profits as well. So I think that that could be a good opportunity to put the belt or put an opportunity to have him have a belt like that uh, to put him over as that champion that he really mm-hmm. could use, which instantly puts him in a feud with Karrion Cross, right? With that whole like faction they got mm-hmm. going, and then right. of course Randy Orton. You hit every point on the uh, on the head. 
that he's just a big name. Like put right. the world, put the belt on him, or put him at Done. least in a world title People match. People love and, him. Oh, yeah. People love to root for Seth him. Seth Rollins versus talk Randy about, Orton at WrestleMania. I that'd mean, be amazing for real. And talk about like consistency. Randy Orton was always consistent. You throw him into a storyline, he's into it. People love him. People love to cheer for him. And he's been gone for so great long. Person. People are dying to see more. Yeah, of him. So this and the story's kind of blank so. for him right now. The last thing he really had was. You, you know the teasing of Roman Reigns and all that recently but really with Riddle was like right. the last big storyline that he had right. so he's kind of like got this blank slate right now where you could perfectly put him into that championship role and it's not weird right to give Randy Orton that shot at WrestleMania so yeah I will make my prediction come I guess Friday night because it happens Saturday morning that's fair we always um, give it time but those are my three picks for the men's elimination chamber match all right, so heading on over to AEW, we are on the road to Revolution. But before we get into the exciting details and a little bit of speculation as to what's going on at that pay-per-view, uh, I mean, Sting's last match is coming up. Uh, tell me I'm a little bit excited. If you can't I mean, tell yeah, from my energy, a little bit excited about Revolution. A lot Revolution. of people are kind of shitting on this idea because it's been, it's been officially announced that um, Matthew and Nicholas... Jackson, yeah. uh, the EVPs, your EVPs, will be taking on Sting and Darby Allen. Uh, I'm assuming for the AEW World Tag Team Titles. I don't remember if that was announced. I'm sure I'm that's going to be a part of assumed, it. How yes, it's going to be his last match, and boy, it's going to be awfully hard to defend those titles. Um, I, I love it. I, I like. I know that I'm supposed to hate it, and it's just like it's. It mirrors The Rock in being like that corporate stooge that is in it for themselves and i they, even though they exactly. haven't made that like that turn yet of like being you know we're evps and we deserve this uh-huh uh, i'm sure it's coming it's just uh, you know say what you want to say about cm punk but it's everything that cm punk ever said about the young bucks it's what he's everybody says about the young it, bucks on the internet yeah community. he's just taking it and turn they're taking it and turning it around and being like okay well why don't we roll with it and yep. i think that's what i love about it too is like they're great at being faces. They're great at being heels. Same exact thing we talked about with The Rock. Depending on what they need to give you, you'll boo, you'll cheer, you'll do whatever you want. Oh, yeah. A lot of people just want to sit there and say that they hate the Young Bucks, so why not be like, okay, we'll give you a reason to hate us. Throw fuel right? on the fire. Make it bigger. Right? It's, uh, it give, oh, man, some of those shirts they got coming out for, for AEW, I'm sure Young Bucks are going to have some serious ones, especially if they win the titles. Yeah, the EVPs who have been... Just walking around in the same outfits that are covered in Darby and Sting's blood. Right. Wrestling match after match to get their ratings up, which I love the idea that people should on the ratings announcement that the ratings were, or the, uh, the I'm sorry, the ratings, the rankings were coming back in AEW. Everybody's sh- like, we're shitting on the idea and the two probably most hated people in, in AEW right now have now exploited the idea that the ranking system is kind of broken if you do nothing but wrestle jobbers your entire time. And, I t- and even though they did win against Top Flight, I'm not calling yes. them jobbers. But they the even said, ooh, they're good wins, when they hired them. The majority of their wins have been against enhancement talent or local sure, talent. Sure, um, So the idea that they're taking even that and like leveraging that mechanic in the company that mm-hmm. they're EVPs of yeah. so that they can get the world tag title shot against Sting and Darby Allen at Revolution. It's I love it. And I love that everybody hates it. I well, think that's what makes me so happy is uh, that everybody agreed. hates it. And they after they said that, you know, we won't skew things in a way so that we Never. we get that opportunity. We're going to fight our way to the top. And they are. They did. Like they they really know? are. And, so, and Darby Allen agreed. Absolutely. Finding people everywhere they go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
uh, something that happened, obviously, pre-revolution, not even necessarily not AEW, but adjacent, uh, Brian Danielson. Oh, you're going to bring that up? I have to. I have to. Brian Danielson had another match with the legendary. He's going to go down as one of the best he wrestlers is now. of all time. Zack Sabre the- Jr. You've had plenty of time to find out about this. If you have not watched it, I'm still going to tell you about it. And I'm NJPW, still going to tell you, go back and beginning. watch it. New beginning. This was uh, February 11th, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Wow. Brian Danielson, clean. He said, I'm 100% healed. My eyes healed. My, my arms, arms healed. I'm good. I am 100% good. Zack Sabre Jr. beat me. I am no longer the best technical wrestler in the world. He is. When I tell you I got full body chills when I heard him say that. Oh, yeah. I was like, you've got to be kidding me because we read the headline. And I was like, until I hear Brian say that in and an I mean, interview and I can see had, him say that, I don't believe he would say something like that. They had probably one of the best matches of 2024 yet. God, it was um, so good. And in the post-match interview that NJPW does after every match, which I have grown to absolutely love, and I think more wrestling promotions it. need to do it, especially just directly after the match, you take three minutes, you stand in front of a wall that has all kinds of the sponsors, your logo, whatever, you, whatever else you want on there. And you have that wrestler cut the promo, the post-match promo of their victory, their loss, whatever it may be, what their future plans are, what whatever it may be. I've, and he comes out and basically says, I got bested. And now, I'm no, like you said, he's, I'm no longer the best technical wrestler in the yes. world. He has given that moniker to Zack Sabre Jr. And has now challenged him once again for a yes. rubber match on neutral ground well, to a best two out of three right. falls. Reason being, Brian has won an AEW. Now, Zack has won an NJPW. Right. We want neutral grounds to be able to do this. Now, we can speculate all day. He said any company can call me. Uh, Tony Khan would be an absolute idiot not to call them because that literally works for the same company. Right. It's neutral was- grounds to do Forbidden Door. Forbidden door, yeah. I mean, that only makes sense. You know, they could do it anywhere. They could do it at CMLL. With the way that everything's going and, like, how everything has been full circle. He said at the end of that promo, any wrestling promoter that wants to put this on, give me a call. Hey, Triple H, this is your time, man. Call him up. (laughs) Put it on on WrestleMania. Or MLW, better call him up. Um, But, yeah, great match. If you haven't seen it, go back. Please watch it. It is just... All of New Beginning. So we talked good. about the cage match. We finally did cage finish match was it. Nuts. It took us like three days to sit there and actually watch the whole entire thing because you have to give it its time. There's so much that happens. There's Will so Ospreay's, many people that are bleeding and Will just. Will Ospreay's final match in NJPW for the foreseeable yes. future. Until also, he Okada to go back. has his final match on this. this we card haven't watched as well. that one yet, though. I don't know who actually won. I'm assuming um, Tanahashi for good reason. Right. It's honestly crazy to think that we might be seeing Okada as soon as Revolution or right afterwards. Mercedes Monet is expected to be an AEW. Have you heard something? I mean, I haven't it's heard some- that she's going back there. I couldn't imagine that she would show up at any random. You know, there's like some tiny little was... slight hints about like I Are don't know where she from. I don't know. I think. Where's she from? Like uh, Idaho? I think she's from Beantown. Beantown, Idaho. Beantown, Idaho. Um, uh, <laughs> I do not know if she's from Beantown, Idaho, but That's one thing place. I do, it might be, I do know is that one of the greatest factions in AEW right now, the Bang Bang, Bang. Scissor Gang. <laughs> Just by name alone. Uh, just by name alone, even if you have no idea, no context whatsoever is going on. Bang Bang Scissor Gang sounds like something that was made in like high school. 
Sounds Maybe. like I, it sounds like I would get in trouble at work for watching it. For sure, you definitely couldn't wear their shirts to work. No, no, Scissor, yeah, <laughs> you get a Scissor lot of Daddy trouble. ass might not go over very well in the uh, it, in HR. type of industry I'm in. Yeah, HR would have me in there quite very quickly. Um, what do you what do you think about the Bang Bang Scissor Gang? You you loving on the Bang Bang Scissor Gang? I love the Bang Bang Scissor Gang. Right. I By the understand. Way, real yes, quick, yes. got to acknowledge the Rock. The Rock throwing the guns <laughs> up on SmackDown this week. Had no idea that he, he was down with the Bang Bang Gang. Acknowledged the Bang Bang Gang. Amazing. He acknowledged the Scissor Gang. Just want to point him. that out. Props to Rock. Um, how do I feel about the Bang Bang Scissor Gang? Okay, so I love them. Knowing that I don't necessarily think it's going to last a very long time. And we had talked about this off off camera, off mic. You would ask me, you know, or you said something about it. And I said, I think that there's going to be a match at Revolution between these guys. And you said, you said... You asked me, like, really this early? Yeah, like, you already think that the dissension of the Bang Bang Scissor okay. Gang, it's, it's done already? Now, I want to I want to establish my position on the Bang Bang Scissor okay. Gang. Okay. I, the minute I saw these two groups of three interacting, thought it would be great to have them join forces. Just because they're so different in presentation. Yeah, for but sure. But they're so over with the fans. Yeah, in different ways. However... I think it was something that was magic, but that magic's going to run out real quick because as soon as they had that 12-man tag match on Rampage, was it Rampage or Dynamite? doesn't matter. I think it was that, Rampage. That 12-man tag match they had this week, I instantly got tired of it. Yeah, you didn't see me do that at all. It, it's too much. There, There's no way you're going to be able to push a six-man faction with two separate three-man factions with them right, especially right. with both of them with the trios titles yeah for one for roh and one for AEW. my theory is that because we already saw billy ass and jay white were not seeing eye to eye at the end of that match yes colton was a little bit upset because it seemed like billy stole an idea from him right and you've also got the the guns being Aust- or being Billy Gunn's sons, of course. Even though he's talking about the acclaim, like he's there. So, yeah, like he's, he's there, already you know. disowned him. Um, so I think come Revolution, they're gonna have a match between the Bang Bang Scissor Gang, and we're gonna see the combination of the trio's tag titles. Okay, I'd like to theorize my idea. No, my idea is more fun. Absolutely not. This is <laughs> this is a one way podcast. It's my way. Or the highway. Peruvian highway. Peruvian I'm going to go with, okay, Peruvian coffee. I say the Bang Bang Scissor Gang lives on. Oh, no. For just Are a little bit Are you going to steal my idea? I swear if you steal longer. my idea, I'm going to kick you in the shins underneath this table. Well, go ahead. Are you going to have them feud against Bullet Club Gold? It or, makes I'm sorry, so uh, much sense. Bullet oh, Club no, War Dogs are over there. Absolutely killing it in NJPW. I'm not Again, denying that if you they're... missed it, I'm sorry. You need to go watch New Beginning. Send, uh, cover your ears. Cover your ears, children. If you want to know, the Bullet Club War Dogs, they were the winners of the Steel Cage mats with uh, United Empire. Right. Unfortunately. But you got to put over the next guys. You know, well, that's yeah. the right thing. Will Ospreay did that. Trust and me, I United can... Empire did not look weak in this match in any capacity. But Oh, no. Anybody's going to look weak compared to the War Dogs. Good God. Um, no, I'm 100% on board for having NJPW's Bullet Club taking on Bullet Club Gold. Like, I, I have been wanting that to happen since last Forbidden Door. Ever since, like, But I just don't see 
And originally, I thought maybe that the acclaim would be those people that would be the extra individuals in the Bullet Club Gold uh-huh. to they need the extra flesh fluff. out the numbers. Yeah. But I just, I don't think that the acclaimed and Bullet Club War Dogs are on the same intensity level in any way. In, in two different intensities, You've for sure. you got the best of goofy wrestling with skilled individuals. Mm-hmm. They're really good. like the action movie of professional wrestling. I don't know what dogs. happened with some of them. I think Clark Connors, I don't even know. He the lost his mind. Alex Coughlin, match was I'm concerned about. Um, concerned about his health as in he's hurt or concerned at his health as in the way he was conducting himself during that match? Well, both. And that he didn't care about his health when he was just taking those kendo stick shots. Like, those oh, guys are amazing. insane. It was so good. Those guys are absolutely insane. I just, yeah, I just don't think that Bullet Club Gold and the Acclaimed are going to be anything after Revolution. Perhaps I think it, not. I think it did what it needed to do. We got the the Bang Bang Scissor Gang. It's it's raunchy. It's fun. But I don't think it needs to live long. I think it's served its purpose. I sure. think we need to put it on a pedestal, watch it collapse on itself, and then move on okay. with what we're doing. Then if the dissension happens like that, then the perfect way to do it is to make sure that the the guns and Jay White get pushed in that direction. That and that's they why are they're the going to win that match. That win the trios championships. Right. As much as I love the scissor belts, putting some, I guess, seriousness back into like the trios tag teams championships right. would be a really good thing for AEW coming from House of Black to Acclaimed to like Bullet Club Gold. It would be nice to see a little bit of cohesion with that trio's tag title. And sure. Because it, it just feels like it's got sporadic appearances here and there. It gets it defended every once in a while. Right. But there aren't a lot of trio's tag teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the ones that are there, they've all competed for it so many times because they're so few and far between. It's sure. hard to really flesh out that title as much. Hence why I think they're going to combine the two ROH and AEW mm-hmm. titles into like a big conglomerate one. Um, so or just you the trio's titles have, in general. Right. Now you can have Ring of Honor, AEW, and whoever else come in and, and fight for those titles. It's oh, yeah. Less... Even CMLL, NJPW, the right. way that they've opened up all these doors. Yeah, right. for sure. Now, AEW is on the road to Revolution. Um, before we get to that, though, we've got to call out a a good moment in, re- in professional wrestling this week. Queen Aminata got her All Elite card. Yes. She is All Elite. Great to see her becoming a full-fledged part of a product that, honest to God, they have put in, her, in a handful of matches, and the crowd has absolutely gotten behind her. And I'm really hoping that this is going to end up developing into something to where we're going we're to see her, at least on the pre-show for Revolution. I, I think that so. she's got enough momentum right now. As just a natural show up and just impress the AEW crowd for some reason, she does it, does what the crowd wants. And I think that the AEW has a great opportunity to take a new talent that could really be a potentially big star for them and push them in the right way. Sure. I will even give you more to that. And I will say Queen Abanana versus Taya Valkyrie should be the opening. That'd be match. great. Put Taya back up on Put some Taya AEW, back. you know, wrestling. People kind of forget, and I don't know. I just I, it's unfortunate. I feel like we talked. We were talking about Jade earlier, bringing right. Jade back into AEW. I feel like when Taya Valkyrie lost to Jade, her momentum just went out the window, and it stinks 100%. because I love Taya. If you know anything about Taya, pick a promotion, and she's worked for it, and she succeeded really well in it. Oh, she's she's, she's very well versed in professional wrestling. She's really good, and she's so good on the mic, and so funny with her husband. I absolutely love it, but having her face Queen Abanada would put Taya back in the 
just away from ROH back into the AEW perspective and then give Queen Aminata a really good match. But kudos to Anna Jay for having a great match with her and putting over Queen Aminata, who was getting like a lot of cheers, a lot like of said, praise. Yeah, that, like it was, was awesome. Like just, the crowd has been absolutely behind her. They were chanting her. You know, queen, queen, queen. Like it, it was, was awesome, and it's really cool to see that because it wasn't something that was forced. It was something that, hey, we're bringing this person in. They're going to do a couple of these matches as just a development talent, and just in those matches, even though they lost, even though she lost, the crowd was solidly behind her fifty percent of the time. So, congrats to her. I'm excited to see what she can do Great from time. here on going out. Um, another thing. Uh, that, just to mention, I really have been enjoying, and I know you have a, been as well. Ruby and Cool Hand, and or Ruby Soho and Cool Hand Ange has been kind of having this lovey-dovey angle on the side with Soraya kind of interfering with Harley Cameron. It's kind of fun because it's like wrestling adjacent. You know, it is yeah. a little bit more of a let's just put a storyline into something, and yeah, it's a cliche like relationship storyline, but it's interesting because like we found out that cool hand Ange was the one that gave ruby that note right. about soraya uh ruby claims that she already know everything about soraya and, and harley cameron kind of going behind her back and all this stuff but right. there's more progression with this which is kind of fun i think they're going out for drinks next week is the whole yeah she said something thing. i'm busy but uh next wednesday when we go out for a drink uh and it's funny because i feel like in this particular that promo itself with with uh cool hand like Ruby Soho looked like she was so comfortable cutting that promo. Yeah. Like, it really, did seem like natural. she had to hit that kind of sassy, like, flirty, you know, see you next week. And the way that she did it, it really felt. It didn't feel like it was it was a professional wrestler acting yeah. in a promotion. She wasn't or a trying promo. too hard. No, it really felt good. And it's interesting because I haven't really been a fan of Ruby since she's been at AEW, mm-hmm. whether it's her own fault or just the way she's been booked. Um, but I really like. She really felt like she was in her element on this one, and it just it was worth a mention. And excited to see what we're doing with this. Something else worth a mention, in my opinion. How do you just like throw this in real quick? Something that's worth a mention, in my opinion. Matt Taven versus Orange Cassidy. They had a Texas Death match this week. Right. Uh, I absolutely love. First off, that Matt Taven's getting some love and some time hey, on hey. AW programming. He is Matt Taven. He is Matt Taven. Um. If you don't know a lot about ROH, you've never really seen him and Mike Get, Bennett. What are we doing? Like, They're what are you doing so, listening to a podcast and you're not lo- watching more wrestling than you need to be? They're so good. Um, him getting the time with Orange Cassidy was great. He's such a great wrestler. He really is. He's, I didn't like him the first few times we saw him, but then it didn't take long for me to fall in love with him. Yeah, like, and like to realize that he's actually a really, really good wrestler. Sometimes he comes off a little bit weird. Mike Bennett, too. Yeah, they're amazing. We were lucky enough to see them in ROH live a couple of times when we went down to Orlando. Actually, one year ago today we did that, believe it or not. It came up on my phone. It was that long ago? It was that long ago. Wow, that's absolutely insane. So we've been lucky enough to be able to see something like that. If this is your first Matt Taven match, uh, congratulations. Welcome to... uh, Again, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Orange Cassidy. I, I don't even know. I could do a whole episode just about Orange Cassidy. It's crazy. I feel like ever since he's had that match with John Moxley, the one that that Orange lost uh, the intercon- international title. Go. Woo! Get our, get international our, title to John Moxley. That match. Um, he's just been his on intensity oh, has yeah. been just insane. Like well, I think that match, Orange Cassidy bled. John Moxley did not. The intensity again was just so high there, and then they brought it back. And here at this death match again, Orange Cassidy is just bleeding everywhere. Intensity, he never right. stops. 
his style fits so well with Matt Tavens. Well, I, I think part of Orange Cassidy's like rise to where he's at now is he was always looked at and like criticized for be for his his style of being the like slot a goofy style, wrestling a goofy or something. wrestler, and people saying, "Oh, he can't wrestle." Like I don't remember the last time somebody stated that Orange Cassidy cannot wrestle because it doesn't that come man up anymore. shows up every week and he challenges. And yes, they're the most random opponents. And yes, he goes out there and puts his hands in his pockets and he does the, the fake little she. kicks. He does everything you know he does, but he one hundred percent delivers in every single match. I have never seen a bad Orange Cassidy match, or even a like a mid the worst Orange match, Cassidy match. The worst match I ever remember seeing, and it was strictly because I just wasn't on board. Was the Mimosa Mayhem match with Chris Jericho, and I just well, I don't know. I was th- not that was about a weird it. Match. It was ridiculous. The idea that just Chris <laughs> Jericho was trying to come up with a match that no one had ever had before, so they had just had pools of hey, orange colored water it, right? everywhere. That I was, do, uh, COVID but I don't times. remember a goddamn thing from the match. That was COVID times. The I whole thing re- was they had to get into the whoever. No, I remember how you win the match. Yeah. I just don't remember the, anything from the beginning to the end. It wasn't a memorable match. But besides that, Orange <laughs> it was a memorable Cassidy gimmick. has proven all the credits wrong. And if you if you disagree with me on that, I don't mm-hmm. I don't know what else to tell you. Well, Go back I mean, and watch any of his matches, any multi man match, every, sing, yeah. every single match, title defense, title loss, <laughs> random piles of men of matches that park and lot brawls, like yeah. whatever you want to put him in. That man shows up with his hands in his pockets, and he might leave with half a gallon of his blood on the floor <laughs> but he's still got a thumbs up got sunglasses on and he's still yep. like just so entertaining listen to J- jim ross talk about him 100 at first he the said best he way, absolutely best he's like i don't get it i don't get the gimmick i don't get the wrestling i don't get the style i don't get the Did character not like orange cassidy i do not get it whatsoever but he, he's even said like i just needed to see him wrestle yep and i think what started off as almost like a joke kind of thing got really serious and people do understand and like i look forward to whatever match he has oh yeah there has never been a time where i'm like you know what i am so sick and tired of watching orange cassidy matches and i'm sorry this may be a hot take to some people i've said that about roman reigns i can't watch one more roman reigns match i know i've said that but i've never said that about orange cassidy it's so exciting and his style like no matter who he's fighting ishii matt taven uh shibata like it works yeah it's and this so crazy so well uh, it wasn't a death match like, a, you know, I thought when I first heard about it, I thought it was supposed to be a death match. I thought we were going to see the skewers. I thought we were going to see light tubes. And I was like, that's even that's even extreme for AEW sure. you know, on a Wednesday night. Uh, so it was a Texas death match, which the rules are is you have to just no rules, basically. And you have to the original rules, I believe, was you had to pin somebody and then they had to be down for a 10 count. Yeah, I think they just did the 10 count on this one. Um, but great match. Match of the week, uh, both Jamie and I agreed on that one. Uh, go back and watch it if you haven't. Also, there was a really great post-interview match. We've been talking about how you should have these post-interview matches. Right. And this actually happened with Matt Taven. They don't show it. I think it's like social they put media. It on, they put you know? it on next. Yeah. Which you um, kind of have to do to cut out time. And NJPW does that as well. They of put course. They a separate entity besides the premium live event. Of course. But not only can Matt Taven wrestle, he's great at promos. Of course, he, like you said earlier, he is Matt Taven. Oh, he's great on the mic. Um, he said that the only reason that Orange Cassidy won was because he let him just to set him up for the match just with Roderick him. Strong, yep. exactly to soften him up. Juice I wouldn't him a take I wouldn't take the title because that's Roddy's title. Right. And I'm just trying to make sure that Roddy gets that title at Revolution. So I was like, okay, that's cool. I kinda like that. 
justifies it a little bit. Right. So but, pretty much uh, uh, he's saying that he's didn't give him his full power. Essentially, yes. Uh, I mean, good on him that he's not taking Roderick Strong's opportunity. Yes. Not, uh, opportunity, but his right to take that belt because right. we all know that the Undisputed Kingdom is going to have all of the gold. I hope they push them. I hope they do well. I hope they do a little bit more with them. They don't really seem like a faction to kind of worry about. I hate to say that. Yeah. Um, I think that's no- nothing more than just Adam Cole getting hurt accidentally and them just kind of having to Laying ride this out. Of MJF's, like that too. Everything else like, that happened with Adam Cole and what they probably had yeah, planned. Having to just ride it out until Adam Cole's better and they can actually do a little bit more with it. Right. Trying to keep them relevant. Because I do, I do, I forget about them. I don't know if they're defending the titles over an ROH as far as Matt, uh, Matt and, uh, or Mike, I'm sorry, and, um, Matt Taven. I don't know if they're defending the titles at ROH, but they have the gold there. Right. The I, I just, I don't see Roderick Strong necessarily winning this, and we're not doing uh, speculations for Revolution until next week. Yeah, but. that'll be next week. We'll be doing our predictions. Um, but, I mean, everything this week's been pretty much has to do with Revolution. I mean, you had Tony and Deanna were, were uh, in separate matches on their own, but you also had Tony Storm's debut of uh, Wet Ink. Wet Ink was so good. Where she got... Made it kind of look like she was going to get the tattoo that her and Deanna Perrazzo have matching on their ankles. It kind of looked like she was going to have it covered up and, in fact, just added to it, which I thought was a real nice detail. Mm-hmm. Put a knife through the skin behind it so, you know, you could make it storyline to where it's I'm cutting this off of my off of me because it's a disgrace or whatever. But or I'm stabbing her. You know, or, you, know you can really interpret that good. a lot of different ways. Uh, very excited to see that. Uh, at Revolution. Uh, we also are going to have the AAW World title defended in a three-way match between Samoa Joe, Adam Page, and Swerve Strickland. Uh, they're also going to be all in action this week on Dynamite with Samoa Joe and Swerve Strickland teaming up with Brian Cage against Adam Page, Hook, and Rob, and Van, Rob Dam. Van Dam of all people. It seems kind of random. Makes I think, sense, though? I think they needed just a six-member that had something to do with sure. some of the participants. Plus, he's a fan favorite, so you got to put him on the face side. Well, just the idea... Even though Hangman's on that side. Yeah, but also the idea of Samoa Joe and Swerve working together... Right. Seems kind of crazy. And then you also had Brian Cage cut that promo this week where he was like, don't worry about the other other two on this side because hook i'm coming after you so you're gonna have brian cage who's focused on hook you're gonna have the ftw champion and uh swerve and hangman are gonna they have they're gonna have their own thing i mean a lot of story here and samoa joe got beef right and rob van dam is just gonna be like i'm gonna i'm gonna van daminate or anybody that gets in my (laughs) way yeah pretty much it's gonna be a good match it is definitely i think it's a little bit a little bloated Personally, I think they're putting a lot of their eggs into one basket on uh, Dynamite. Sure. Um, but, of course, this is this is the woes of the week leading up to your pay-per-view. Right. You're going to have to throw in your big stars in multi-man tag matches so everybody has, like, some extra heat going into But not too much time that match. they're wrestling that they can get hurt. Right, you know what I mean? Right. You can tag um, out. So I'm sure that's going to be a great match this week. Uh, we also have, uh, this week coming up, we have FTR taking on John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli. Uh, Dax Hardwood and John had had a match earlier this week. Uh, so I'm sure we're building up with something. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that would lead into a, a similar match on revolution. Uh, there's a lot of room on revolution for the card to expand. And Tony Khan's always got like eight or nine matches on the yeah, card. He's not afraid to three th- on the pre-show. <laughs> he's not afraid to go throw quite a few matches on there. So I'm sure we'll see something with Chris Statlander and Willow, 
maybe something with the House of Blacks, Julia, and I'm assuming uh, Sky Blue, who's kind of tagging with her or teaming up with yeah, her. Yeah, speculation Julia might be her, which is unfortunate. Uh, you also, were, we were talking about Copeland and Garcia's match earlier this week, ending in a no DQ. Yeah, like where's whoever, that going to be going? Is there going to be another match between them? Is it going to be a three-way? They just pulled that same card right you can only do three ways so many times and I don't especially think a in a pay-per-view that would be ridiculous so we so. might see a rematch between them mm-hmm. uh, who for knows? christian cage's title uh but yeah revolutions on the on the on the eve but we got to watch elimination chamber first and then we are on the officially on the road to wrestlemania and WrestleMania. boy is it a busy busy next couple of months <laughs> this is like if you're if you are have anything to do with wrestling or podcasting in wrestling like this is the time, March, baby. April, this is May, Christmas. Gotta be like the busy. Yeah, this yeah. is this is the busy time of the year. Super excited to get into it. Uh, but I think that's gonna do it for this episode. I think yeah. we've talked all the talk, and I think it's time to you know, walk on home, boy. Yeah, yeah. I think you said it perfectly. If you <laughs> haven't, <laughs> if you have not already followed us across all social media platforms, all of them, we are at CAW Wrestling Pod. You can find me on X. I'm at a Bacon Party. I am also on X at Gunk Dudley. Make sure you start your week off right every Monday morning. The fresh episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast, posted 4 a.m. So it is up and ready before you are. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you in the next episode. Record. Record. You think you call it record because you're going on record? Hmm. I actually never thought about that before, but that makes a lot of sense. You're going on record. On record. Record the record. Some Tony Storm. Vernaculars. Revolution.